This is the best of the Cool Nerd Weed Show. I was so high when this first aired, I don't even remember. <laughs> the Cool Nerd Weed Show on Adobe Radio. It's the Cool Nerd Weed Show with TS and Sasha on Adobe Radio. We joined the Adobe family about five years ago, June of 2017. So we're going to take you on a series of flashbacks during this episode. The first one is going to be our very first show on Adobe Radio. We're joined by Fish. We give you the full origin story of the nerds on episode one. And then in the next segment, we will be joined by Kevin Smith who we were blessed and honored to have on our show, the cool nerd weed show. We caught up with Kevin Smith during the, uh, during the panini. Also during the panini, we were able to catch up with the one and only the godfather of cannabis, Tommy Chong. Another one. I don't know how we did it. The nerds pulled it off somehow. During the Panini, we managed to get Kevin Smith and Tommy Chong. So during this uh, little flashback, we're going to take you on our origin story, and then you're going to get a little bit of Kevin Smith, and then you're going to get a little Tommy Chong. So kick back, light them up, and enjoy. We love all of you. Thank you for listening for the last five years, and thank you, Adobe. Live from Hollywood, it's the Cool Nerd Weed Show. It is TS or Sasha and TS. And TS. I'm TS. And I'm Sasha. Oh man. Here we are. Here we are. Doing doing a weed show on the actual waves of the air. Adobe Radio. Yeah, Thank I'm you proud very of much. us. I am proud of us. I don't know. I don't know. I never thought I'd be here. For realsies, though, we're from New York. We'll let you know who we are because we're we're East Coasters by um by definition. Transplants. Yeah, transplantsies. Uh, TS more so than I. I am Sasha, and I am from the East Coast, and I'm a transplant, like a four year old transplant. I haven't been here for too long. I've been in the weed business for. Probably like three years ish. You've been in the weed business for like as long as yeah, as long I, as uh, you can remember. <laughs> I moved here in nineteen ninety something, early nineties. Sure, let's so a little l- little hazy. Yeah, who knows how long and, it's actually been? Um, I actually registered to vote in nineteen ninety six for Prop two fifteen, which was uh, gave Californians the right to have medical marijuana. Beautiful, beautiful thing. It was a beautiful thing. What's the actual term for that? The compassionate. The compassionate use act. Yeah, no compassion anymore. Well, we'll get into no. that eventually. We'll get into the the lack of compassion and how we're trying to keep the compassion in the California cannabis business. I think that's like one of our main missionary statements: is that we're honest bud tenders in in the world of weed. Who we we touch it with our hands all the time. Every day. Every day. <laughs> we love cannabis in all of its forms. Every single one. Smoking, edibles, vaping. Topicals. You name it. Yeah. 
snorting. What's it? Yeah, true, we have true, snorted. True story. We'll have to bring that to that's, the uh, Adobe Radio audience. How that's another <laughs> our classy. That's another product review for later on down the line. <laughs> for later on, when when we've gained the trust of everyone, and we don't want them to see our our true form. <laughs> which you is, can ingest cannabis in many ways. Any um, way, any, any soluble way. Actually, any orifice. Any <laughs> yes, have, any orifice. Yeah. That's, I, I giggled because I'm 12, but um, but yeah, there are medicinal benefits to it in every way, and I want us to explore them all and let everybody know um, how they can benefit from it. And I think that that's like kind of one of the main things that we're hoping to achieve is is like education without the sacrifice of entertainment. Yes, that's. Uh, <sighs> I just thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is um, if I can. Uh, Borrow a term from uh, K- Blastmaster Keras One. This is edutainment. Mm. It is edutainment, and 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 not not for nothing. It it shouldn't be. Um, it isn't stigmatized now more than ever. And I think being in California is very beneficial for us because we are paving the way for the rest of the country. Even though we weren't the first to legalize it, technically in the world. In the world, but um, but. but California, I really think has to be acknowledged as a very important. Um, state in terms of medicinal and recreational marijuana, even though Colorado and a couple other states were there with the legalization of recreational. I feel like California, with its like weed background and culture and culture and community, like somebody said cannabis community the other day um, in the dispensary where I work. We used to work at the same dispensary, by the way. Yes, we did. We now don't. We work 100 yards away from each other. We're technically (laughs) 1,001 feet away and one legally by, legally, legally. by legal definition um so we now have um different stories to bring to the table but uh we used to work in the same place and um in in my dispensary somebody came in and i said cannabis community and they laughed they laughed those bastards how they dare they i know how dare they laugh i was like i ain't making no jokes there's a real community here it is a community it is cannabis something brings, that brings people together brings the people together and something that I learned, I think, that helped me learn was moving here and being in the cannabis community. It's hard to feel like you're at home in a place like L.A., where we live. But um, I think the community is so inclusive that you really can feel like you're part of something way more important than um, just a bunch of stoners, which is very important. I think stoners, stoner culture is very important. But I also think it should be taken seriously. And um, I think we're... We're going to be, we're going to try not to be too angry about the state of things because I think we're dealing with it. Yeah, it's, um, it's been, let's see, it's been six months. Six months since, since the state of legalization Prop in California. 64 has gone into effect in California. And then now is the part where we talk about the difference between 215 and 64. Well, so 215 was when, back in what? 10 years ago, 15 1996. Years ago. 1996. I don't know math. Tell okay. me here. All right. <laughs> Over 20 years ago. Over 20. <laughs> eight, I guess 18 <laughs> at this point. Years, 18 about years 18 ago. years. That was that was when um, that was when we had to use different language for weed. We couldn't say you're buying weed at a store. Oh, absolutely not. Um, in the early days, they wouldn't post prices on the wall at all or anywhere. You wouldn't post prices anywhere. So no dollar signs. No dollar signs. That was very important. But when you would look at a menu and it would say, you would, for example, a top shelf um, eighth, which would be about I don't know back then it was seventy five dollars to fifty five dollars. So you would see um, the way we uh, did 
did it was you would see hearts. So each heart represented ten dollars. Oh, that's so nice. So five and a half hearts is fifty five dollars. Yeah. It's like Zelda. It's a- <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. And uh, it was a donation back then, and everybody donation. was members. We were all part of the collective. You're all part of a collective. So, so I would like to to say right now that we have not grown out of that that lingo yet. We are still we're still kind of saying like you're making a donation, and we I still refer to it as medicine. We couldn't say we couldn't say uh, like herb. We had to say oh, flower. Yeah. Flower. You know, we, uh, there were certain 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 things that you couldn't say because it would sound like you were a drug den and 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 slash or that you weren't operating under the law that you were being cowboy where where you can just um, uh, take dollar signs and 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 do it under the table and not have a, an establishment that was prop two fifteen friendly or compliance. Also, you went. Um when you were making your donation, mm. um, I.e. paying, <laughs> paying <laughs> we can with, say it now with, with cash mm-hmm. and dollars, you would um, you couldn't say things like you, you would discourage people from saying things like, "Let me get a dub." Yes. Or yes. will this get me fucked up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is so, real loud, dank. This is yeah. So <laughs> sticky, icky, icky. You know, none of that. None of that. None like, of. Um, Oh, those delinquents. Excuse me, sir. I'll, I'll get you. Did you mean a gram? Were you, <laughs> sir, were you referring to a dub as a gram? Like, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll get you a gram, sir. I'll weigh you out. That, that, um, and, and weigh you out, I should say, is an antiquated term because because uh, for a long time, the California model, and I think this was how it was really in all medicinal places, was that quote-unquote deli style where you would literally, like a deli, just um, just pick your pick what you wanted and we would um, weigh it out or slice it, slice as it, it were. Um, uh, <laughs> a little thinner. Can you get it a little thinner? A little thinner. Bigger, bigger buds. <laughs> bigger buds is the, a little thinner of the weed world. And we would make sure that um, we gave you the most quality part of the jar um, and and, and you would watch us do that with our gloves. It was, I, I mean, it was it was a pretty cool process. I feel like it was. It was. It was more. You mentioned cannabis community, but we were all mm. part of the community. We were all members. All the everybody was a member down to the um, from the employee volunteers yes. to uh, the growers. We we're yes. all part of the collective. Mm-hmm. The collective mm-hmm. process. Yes. And as a member, not everybody can grow their own. Right. They might have the, but this guy who's got a farm up north is the grower for you. So mm-hmm. he's part of the collective and he comes down and brings yes. you your medicine for a reasonable reimbursement. Yes. And then um, as a collective storefront, mm-hmm. you can dispense all the medicine for another reasonable reimbursement. Yep. Fucking hippies uh, yeah. is what it is. It was a little bit, uh, <laughs> little bit new age hippie kind of yeah. uh, system, but it, it worked and we loved it. Yeah, and and it was it, it, it was great. Not to say, and we'll get to what it is now in just a little 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 bit. But uh, not to say it isn't great now. But 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 I do. I am very grateful that I got to experience like a full two years of the collective experience. Because as much as like I feel like it is a community now and it will always be. That was like because I I couldn't even think about the grower aspect of it about how like they really were part of an experience that like was coming from like just like a big huge field of, of weed to like those little five and a half hearts that the that the um, that the person that the consumer would take part in so that was a very pretty a pretty part of it and for us as bud tenders I think it was cool to just kind of start that conversation with people but now we voted in um, a new law 
where it's uh, Proposition 64, where all um, cannabis uh, recreational use, we'll get to the restrictions, is, um, is now legal in the state of California. Uh, it is, we don't, we no longer have to refer to it as donation, even though I still do, or medicine, or um, or the dollar signs are allowed. We can talk about money over the phone. We couldn't do that. People would ask how much something is, and we can we have we can say what it is now, whereas before we 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 couldn't. So there's a stigma that is completely lifted, where we don't need to have different nomenclature. We could actually say, hey, come buy some really good um, pot at our storefront, which I think is cool, right? Yeah, <laughs> be open and honest. And have free speech. Um, P.S. Hi, fish. <laughs> I just realized oh. I don't have shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for. <laughs> well, just get comfortable. Yeah, just That's get okay. comfy. I mean, <laughs> you're in the right place. This is a chill show. Right? <laughs> I don't remember when I took them off, but I just looked down. And I'm like, I don't think you <laughs> have them on since I've since I've seen you today. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where they are in the studio right now. <laughs> They are misplaced, but that, that's all right. I mean, it's okay. It still smells pretty good in here. Yeah, yeah. and we have shower daily. What's <laughs> Plus, lots. and I do wash. See that? I mean, you're on top. You're more on top of things than I can say. I probably am. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So so that it, that's where we are now. We're in Prop 64 versus two props 215 because 215 got kind of absorbed by 64. So when I say there's no compassion, quote unquote, it means um, there was a uh, kind of an obligation to collectives when somebody came in and they said, "I um I am dying. I'm literally dying." Um, uh, can I get weed and I, donated I can't affo- to me? Yes, and I can't afford mm-hmm. my medicine. And that was an extreme case. That was AIDS. That was cancer. That was we 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 definitely did a good amount of vetting. But people would come in. And we would be able to give them a bonus weed. You know, you came in, you made a, a minimum donation, or we had stems where where we would be able to just kind of give them the the scraps of our. We we there were ways we could do things. Now it's illegal to give away weed, hands yeah. down. Yeah, in the early days, we'd have people come in once a week, and then they can get a certain amount of medicine for free. Um, and uh, but that that's gone. No, no more. Yeah. Thanks so for Prop sixty four dollar. Or one cent. We didn't want to do a change at our place, so <laughs> we haven't been doing the one. No, but nobody I, wants to deal with change. Nobody. Does. A penny is useless. But um, but so so there's that, and then there's the tax, which has been the biggest of bummers for I think everybody who's been using it as compassionate use medicine, um, the recreational quote unquote. Um, uh, if you're a recreational person, meaning you don't have a doctor's note, you'll get taxed um, thirty thirty four and a half percent out the door. <laughs> uh, um, I don't like talking about it. Fifteen percent of that is excise tax that goes right to the state. Yay! Um, Potholes and hopefully Schools. and um, dare programs. Ten percent um, for the city of LA. Yes. Um, and nine point two percent, depending on where you're standing and what particular city for sales tax, about nine percent. So you add all those numbers up, and that's about thirty-four and a half percent. So you know, for recreation, it's decent. Then there's another tier for medicinal members where the compassion kind of comes back, and that's about a five percent difference of lower. And then there's a state card, which TS has, but I'm too tinfoil hat to get. That's a, <laughs> I've had it for several years now. I want you have my to go, name on some list. Oh, I'm on all, I'm on all the lists. So, you know, I'm just put myself out on Front Street. But yeah, this the five percent tax. Though. You save um, an additional sales tax. Yes, nine percent. That is your on lowest. all my on all of my 
purchases. Yes, which is it, it adds up. For me. It adds up so much. Um, people who didn't think it would, uh, they'll come in, you know, two three months later saying it did. So you know, there there are ups and downs to what uh, to what is happening now, but I think ultimately it can be a very good thing because I think the state, this state in particular, California, will show the rest of the country that. They were afraid of some dumb stuff for how many years, and cannabis is nothing to be afraid of, and also can make you a lot of money, (laughs) which I hate to acknowledge because it's it's a wave. Capitalism, but a wave of cannabis acceptance that's coming, washing through America, and it started in California, and it's Mm -hmm. making its way all the way. To the east, coast. to the New York City, where there's a MedMen on every corner. <laughs> MedMen is a chain of marijuana stores that you will see in town near you probably very soon. Yes, um, it yeah. is. It is now um, becoming very, very American um, capitalist model, which um, TS and I will every so often get annoyed at. So you'll probably hear us bitch about it here and there. Don't freaking be alarmed. Um, but um, I think. It's good to know the the difference of the two, and now where we are now, and 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 currently we are at a new place for cannabis. That makes us nervous. It's but a it's brave exciting. new world. It is, and um, you're, we are on our way to cleaner weed. We are on our way to um, knowing what you're smoking, and it really being um, a good medicine. Yeah, I think testing, which is part of Prop sixty four, is very important. Um, testing for mm-hmm. mold mm-hmm. potency. Mm-hmm. Pesticides. Mm-hmm. What else do we test for? Mm-hmm. Terpene profiles. <laughs> terpenes. Terpenes. The well, terpenes. We'll get to the terpenes. We'll talk to you about later, the terpenes at later, a later date. On a later show. But um, we're really going to nerd out on um, all things oh, cannabis. Oh, just wait. Yeah, this uh, this little introduction has been kid gloves, but you'll see. We get a little. We get a little rowdy. Um, I think it'll be time for our first break. We're going to go out. We're going to take a little smoke. Um, maybe. Not in the studio. We don't do that here. This is a professional atmosphere. God dang it. Stop looking at me like that fish. You know I'm not a not professional. God almighty. <laughs> Grab your bongs. We'll be right back. Hi. <clears throat> Lights. From the Cool Nerd Weed Show. Adobe Radio. We're back. You're listening to the best of the Cool Nerd Weed Show. I'm Sasha. You just heard our origin story, our OG story, where we came from. We were such babbies there. And boy, have we've grown because I'm about to play you such a big moment during the pandemic, during a crazy time. TS and I actually got to sit down with the one and only legendary, one of our favorites, Kevin Smith. It was such a really great moment. We were fangirling out. It was so fun. And Kevin was such a treat and a delight. Without further ado, here it is, the nurse and Kevin Smith on the Best of the Cool Nerd Weed Show on IW Radio. Good. Hi. Hey, how are you? Kevin. Good. Nice how to are see you? you? Thank you very much. We just got finished touring the, this movie, Jane Son Bob Reboot, like for the last two months of the year and the first two months of the year. So February 26, our tour ended. And then all of a sudden they were like, everybody's locking down. And so I was content to go home and sit around for months this has actually been a great timing for me and i understand it's for horrible reasons there's been a lot of death of course it's all horrible but uh, in a world where everybody is like man i want to get out i'm like i'm very content to stay in yeah this is actually this has been useful time i've been writing scripts i finished a script to this mall rat sequel we're gonna do all rats yeah and then i finished a script for 
uh, second draft of Moose Jaws. Um, it, I've yeah. just stayed busy. A lot of streaming, a lot of podcasting. So I've I've been okay. We, no, luckily, nobody in my family, you know, wound up getting COVID. And then uh, then just when you were like, right on, it looks like we're going to escape the disease. Uh, the whole world went on fire, yep. uh, rightfully so. So I can't. What do we talk about on the Cool Nerd Weed Show? So we'll talk. <laughs> we're gonna well, we're gonna keep it to we're gonna keep it focused on weed a lot. Yeah, we can um, we can start with uh, what are you smoking right now? What are you smoking? Yes, right now I'm smoking. Uh, normally, like I've got my own to smoke. We got our own weed, so like we got Snoogans. It's probably backwards this way, but uh, Caviar Gold, which is an amazing uh, weed company here in Los Angeles, uh, they supply our uh, Snoogans, and then that's one. And then there's uh, Snoochie Boochies is the other one. That's the sativa, and it's pumped up with a bunch of CBDs. Uh, they're infused. And then there's a, a, a hybrid called Berserker. Um, but a friend of mine, Steve, just dropped off some stuff he home grows called Mimosa. And so I was about to oh. fuck with that, as the kids say, uh, to uh, see if it's everything that he was promising it was. And uh, he, he's a really great grower, so I think it's going to be what I think it's I think it's going to be promising, kids. Let's exciting. find out. Mimosas are usually delicious. Yeah, we love mimosas. Terpy. Very nice. It, it tastes like brunch. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I want some cheese with it. <laughs> no doubt. So uh, what about you guys? What are you guys smoking? We are. Oh, so we're, we're using <coughs> our, like, we're, uh, <laughs> we're in the studio, so we usually <coughs> have flower in here. And where is the studio? We're in uh, North Hollywood on Burbank. And is it a studio or is it a home studio? Like, I'm home. My studio, where I do all my podcasts and, like, here's my microphones and stuff. I do it right here in this room, no padding and shit like that. It's just my office. And my desk doubles. It's got four microphones that double as the podcast studio. Are you guys in a home or are you guys in an office place that does podcasting? We, um, we're in the studio where we go live most of the time, but we've been at home, but uh, the, the home rig had a little ghost, a couple of ghosts in the machine. So Yeah, like I'm sure like your studio is like made for optimal sound. Like my studio is like we call it the garage because it's just like there's just two mics on my living room table and like yeah. and that connects us to the broadcast like in here. Whenever we come in here, we're like, God damn, we sound good. But when we're home, it's just a little. Here at my home place, there's, uh, I, I, I don't, we're not soundproof at all. You hear traffic all the time, the dog's barking. But my big question was about, so where you are now, you're allowed to smoke in that place? Hey, this is like a, this, this is concentrate. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's. So no flower. You couldn't smoke. They couldn't light a joint, but you can vape. Yeah, we, we keep it to, uh, to vapes. Dabbing, concentrates. We have a little smoke, uh, smoke lounge up on the roof. The balcony They're super cool. nice. Yeah, like obviously they have a like they're cool enough to have us on the network. So they created like a whole little like lounge upstairs for us. So there's like a little arrow that's like smokers lounge upstairs. And yes, always the kind way for them to say like, don't fucking smoke in here. Like this is where you go. <laughs> um, what's the view on the roof? What do you yeah. see when you smoke? Yeah, man. Um, what, what do we see? Uh, we see that we can see the, a nice sunset. At, over the uh, 101? Over uh, like the oh. 134. 
101, 170. I'm a <laughs> right. and, uh, and we can we can watch the uh, Burbank Airport airplane. Oh, nice. That's dope. I mean, shit. That's 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 better than smoking inside, man. That's a little piece of heaven. You get to see life going on. It really is. That's what's nice about California. Is like it's not, it's not the worst to go outside to smoke weed. It's not like being back east where it's like go outside and smoke and it's cold and and miserable and sad. Like we get to watch and it. and you could get arrested depending on where you are. Yes. Also, true. that's also true here. It's although I do feel a little bit of a. Stigma sometimes, especially like coughing now and everything. I don't know. I feel. Well, yeah, that's there's a lot of like, sorry, like uh, that's stoner cough. Nothing but stoner cough. I was doing that for most of last month. Did you um, did you ever think that you would as a as an early uh, sort of cannabis user that you would have your face on jars of of uh, weed? Well, I mean, my, my cannabis history is, is more mixed than that. Like, I didn't start smoking weed till like, 2008. Prior to 2008, I could count on, like, one hand the amount of times that I'd gotten blazed prior to that. Um, I don't think I would have made clerks and stuff if I was a stoner. Um, my, you know, I was an 80s kid, so there was a lot of just say no. And weed was close, too. I mean, South Jersey was, like, not. Yeah, there's no exposure you're not Ow! getting you're getting sticks and stems if you're lucky and shit so it's not right. like oh my god this like the, i remember buying a bag of jamaican lamb's wool in 1988 and stuff yeah. and it was it, there was no high to be had for heaven's sakes man so it was kind of dirt weed at best but it wasn't until um i worked on zach and mary mega porno 2007 2008 when i met seth rogan that's when i started smoking weed on on the regular and became first it wasn't it wasn't on the movie it was afterwards we smoked up together like on the last day of production and i was like oh my god like he had wonderful california weed we were shooting in pittsburgh he had amazing weed from california and you know i just it, it was me and him smoked in an editing room in, in pittsburgh well it was the room where i was cutting the movie hence an editing room and Man, I just liked it. We had a great time, and, and I was like, "Oh shit, this is weed now!" Like, who knew? <laughs> this is fantastic. Like, they really got this shit down to a science. And it's just like I was able to drop everything and just kind of be me, as opposed to being some presentation of who I felt I had to be and stuff. But then I didn't smoke weed again for another, like, I don't know, four or five months or something like that. And me and the wife were home for like 4th of July. Nobody else was home in the house. Um, normally, like her parents live with us and our kid, of course, lives with us. But uh, they took the kid, her parents, and went to Big Bear. So we had the place to ourselves and we were like, let's do something fucking transgressive. Let's get hookers or something like that. <laughs> and and, uh, and we, were, we settled on the idea of weed. There was weed in the safe. She was like, Trish gave us weed two years ago. It's still in the safe. We could smoke that weed. And so we, I rolled like a terrible fucking joint, lumpy ass joint of this old ass weed and we smoked it. And like, you know, I was like, Oh my God, it's just like that day with Seth. Like I, I like who I am better and like pretense of who I was in our relationship. And this is somebody at this point I'd been involved with for, you know, almost, let me say I met her in 98. So nine years we're and we're eight years into a marriage and stuff. But suddenly I seen her through the green prism of reality and, and everything yeah. was different where I'm like, Oh my God, look how fucking beautiful you are. It's like being in the matrix and you see all the zeros and ones that made her up and stuff. 
So we had a great night. Like we took a cab out to this was before Uber and shit. Took a cab to like a restaurant that had this platter called the circus platter, which was like cotton candy, fucking like homemade cupcakes with creamy filling, like a peanut butter ice cream sundaes and shit like that. Just gorged on it and stuff, made out in public. It was nuts. Like I, I yeah, normally I'm not that guy, but I was just like, oh fuck the world. <laughs> so I remember the next day I was like, I like who I am better when I'm smoking, man. I said, I'm 38 years old. I'm making a choice that every night at like six o'clock when I'm done with my work, I'm going to have me a fucking goddamn smoke. And so I did that for like a week. And then I was like, well, I don't really have a traditional job. Why the fuck am I waiting till six o'clock? Like I could probably start this shit by noon. You know, really I'm kind of done with everything by noon and that's cool. The day would be so much better going forward. So I started smoking at like noon. And then one day I was like, you know, like I get up and I don't smoke for like six hours. Makes no sense. I should probably just start the day smoking and see where it goes. And so <laughs> I became a wake and baker. So as age 38, I became a wake and baker, which is a big life change for a lot of people around me and stuff. And I remember like I was afraid to share it with the audience at first. Like, we, you know, I've been working since 19... 19- 94 like when clerks got picked up and stuff and then we'd been podcasting at that point for like two years or more and you know while i was when we first started podcasting like 2007 uh february 2007 we just passed like the 13 year anniversary like i was a cigarette smoker so you'd hear like a lot of lighter clicks when i became a weed smoker you would hear a lot more lighter clicks (laughs) But, but we never like said like oh i'm smoking weed not for a while and i would but the ideas in the show got weirder and weirder and i got gigglier and gigglier and stuff and then one day we did an episode called smod kush where i outed myself to the audience where i was like i've become like a wake and bake full-blown fucking stoner uh the same thing they told us not to be when we were kids and stuff and i gotta tell you it's much better i like myself a lot better i'm i'm here in this place and stuff and so there was a fear initially about letting the audience know that I'd become a stoner and I definitely lost some, lost some cats. Anytime like uh, on Facebook, like if I smoke a joint, which you're not supposed to, or talk about weed, I'll still lose some fucking followers out there. People are still like, there's still a stigma to it, which is crazy. Cause to me, I'm like, Seth put it best. Seth was like, you know, I, I was so impressed by his ability to smoke weed, but then at the same time, like go make my movie, do my script but then ad-libbed four better movies than the one I had written and still then go in the trailer with Evan between takes and write the next movie he was going to do. And I was like, man, you're fucking productive and shit. Is this like super weed? And he's like, no, he's going, there are a bunch of, uh, what did he call them? Productive. No, it wasn't productive. It was, it was a different word for it. But it was like stoners. Let's use productive for yeah. words escape me. But stone productive stoners who could blaze and fucking work. Not just like they don't. They didn't just. It wasn't the old stereotype of I'm gonna smoke a joint and crash and watch South Park or fucking The Simpsons. It was like he's like functional stoners. That's what it was. Oh, he's like there's yeah. a whole fucking community, and he goes particularly in our business of functional stoners. People who get up, smoke weed, and go about their fucking days. Like I'm one of them. This guy's one of them. So eventually I became that functional stoner because he impressed me so much. He was always able to accomplish so many things while being what he termed a functional stoner. So when I embraced it, 
like you know uh, I'd smoked weed a couple times like like I said in my late teens and early 20s and stuff like that but when I embraced it I was age 38 and it was the perfect time so I was middle age and suddenly realized my own mortality and I was like oh my god this is all gonna end one day I'm gonna fucking die and that's when weed is handy like I you know I, I, I don't think kids teenagers should smoke weed and i'm not being like a moralist i didn't smoke weed really when i was a teenager until after i got out of high school but i honestly don't believe it's for them because you, you don't need it when you're a kid in high school i don't care how bad shit ever gets it's the best time of your fucking life things are as innocent and easy as it's gonna get when you're in fucking yep. high school if if you think high school is tough fucking real world is real shitty it's much shittier than fucking high school and stuff so it's my firm belief that even kids that have to deal with trauma in high school, you know, like weed's not going to do anything for them, man. When weed comes useful is when you're facing the fucking grave and you're facing mortality and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to fucking die one day because then it becomes a tonic. Then when you're like struggling with your mortality and stuff, this happens. Yes. Oh, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go. Like, there's a sense of not immortality, but a sense of like, I accept the fact that things will end, but I'm here now. You know, a, a real like seize the day comes with every inhalation of this. I used to be a cigarette smoker. Okay. I gave it up when I became like a weed smoker full time. Like, and I, I, it wasn't even like I had to train myself. I just stopped fucking picking up cigarettes because I'm like, I smoke a cigarette, I want another cigarette. Mm -hmm. I smoke this shit. I can do anything. And then I made a deal with myself that was really important because I was like, look, everyone's going to call you a fucking degenerate stoner and come down on your ass and shit. Now they're going to say, you, you fucking played Silent Bob. Now you are Silent Bob, whatever. Fuck. I said, if you're going to do this, become a wake and bake stoner, you have to tie it to productivity. So every time you're lighting a joint, you're recording a podcast, you're writing a script, you're fucking going online, you're communicating with your audience, you're going up to do a show long as it's tied with productivity nobody could ever tag you for being like some lazy stoner because i'm like look man i'm fucking doing shit like i may be smoking weed i may be fucking baked off my gourd but i'm still doing all the things i'm supposed to and i'm doing more things than you are at this moment in time i'm spinning a bunch of fucking plates and stuff so i tied my weed in with productivity and you could literally look at my career and be like in the beginning i just made movies and that was so fun and cool and shit but once I became a stoner, like if I just if I was just like, well, every time I want to make a movie, I'll smoke weed. Like you only get to do that like once every two years. If you're lucky, it's a long process and shit. Whereas recording podcasts like, you know, fuck, man, that gives me a reason to smoke right now. I can record if I want to smoke five joints today. I just need to record five podcasts and it's all fucking good. My productivity went through the fucking roof. So in the beginning, there was some vocal minority that would try to be like oh he's fucking become a wasteoid or blah 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 or he's lost it or you know people will draw parallels your earlier movies are better than your recent movies whatever fuck but for me i could point to my productivity over the course of like from 2008 until now the last 12 years i've done more in those 12 years than i did in the first 13 years of my career man and i attribute that all to weed not like it made it possible not like weed gave me good ideas it just took away all the inhibitors it made me realize what was possible it made me go like look like when you started this you you do it for free you do it for fun lean into that like you know you don't always have to get paid to do this shit just do it because you love it and plus 
the more you want to smoke weed, the more you can do it. Like these things are connected now. So the more you want to do this, the more you got to create it. So it conditioned me to be more creative. Didn't give me better ideas. I mean, look at fucking yoga hosers. But it did. It got rid of the inhibitors that would have stopped me from doing a thing or two where I'm like, oh, I'm scared. What will they say? What will they think? And now I'm just like, who cares what they think? Let's do it. The thing it's is so to be done. Kevin Smith, because you say that and like, yet you made a movie called Dogma and like we, we watched Dogma the other day and like you're smoking cigarettes and I was like, <gasps> like when you lit up, like you were very, you were fearless back then too. Did you feel like you had like once you ignited, oh God, that was shitty. But once you ignited this inside of you, did you feel that, was that always there? Like what, cause Jay, like for me being a fan of yours and watching Jay and Silent Bob before I was, or watching Clerks before I was a stoner, but mm. being like, it could be like that. Like you guys were cool. You know, you guys were, you guys were the culture for me back then. And then you evolved into reboots, which is making like C3PO and R2D2 like, your heroes yeah, was yeah. that always in you or did that evolve once weed became you know well i mean weed like uh, weed comes into the picture of 2000 in 2008 so when i look at like you know all the early stuff like jane sal and bob are introduced as these friendly neighborhood weed de weed dealers that was predicated on what little experience i have with weed myself and the brief tenure Jason Muse had as somebody who smoked weed before he moved on to much harder things and stuff. Weed not was wasn't so much a gateway for him. He was predisposed genetically and stuff to go harder than he ever did with weed. So, you know, because I had a friend who had drug issues, that was another reason to like not fuck with anything. And also when I made clerks, when I made mall rats, chasing Amy dogma, I was a cigarette smoker. That's it. Wasn't even a drinker. So like, you know, to me, I was like, I ain't going to rock this fucking boat. Like, I, I remember being on Zack and Mary making porno and my friend uh, Malcolm Ingram, he's Canadian. Like, he comes up to me at one point and he goes, man, I just talked to Seth and Seth wants to smoke weed with you. And I was like, well, I don't smoke fucking weed. And he goes, well, he don't fucking know that. He's <laughs> a cinematic stoner icon. You're a cinematic stoner icon. The two of you got to smoke together. Man. It's fucking important. <laughs> And so I was like, well, I, I can't, I could never smoke weed and direct a movie, which is funny because that's all I do now. So, you know, I was like, ah, good to know, duly noted. And it wasn't until the end of the movie. We were on the last day of doing pickup shots. And it was just me and Seth. The rest of the cast was already done at this point. And so, you know, we had two shots left. And I was like, how about, you know, when we're done with these two shots, you and me uh, get together and we smoke some of that weed I've been hearing so much about. He's like, finally. Uh, <laughs> and that night absolutely changed my life. He exposed me to a new way of thinking about something that I was oddly familiar with from back in the day and instantly demonized because of my conditioning from the culture and stuff like that. So once I let weed into my life, suddenly I was game for doing other things. I was like, let's open a podcast theater. Like that's stupid. You know, it's not, one doesn't do that to get rich. One doesn't do that because it's a great idea. It one does it because it's like, you know, one does it because of this. They're like, and it's like, weed makes you think like, why doesn't that exist? Like <laughs> exactly. And, and also it gives you these tiny goals where you're like, if we open that, 
we will be the world's first podcast theater, you know, and, and that's <laughs> worth doing the thing and stuff like that. So, you know, it take, took me on wonderful journeys like Tusk, like making the movie about the, the walrus that's that came so from a very... Oh, I love that movie. There was like one movie for my birthday that everybody was like, what should we watch? I was like, yeah, we should watch Tusk today. (laughs) That's such a cruel thing to do to people, man. It's to me like a a really great stoner movie. Like I had, I ate edibles. It was my birthday. Like, and I was just like enjoying everybody and enjoying the movie. And like, I was like, it was like the last two standing. And I was just like, how how great is this? Like, and, and that's the thing, like those, that to me was like super good stoner material. Like just had me thinking, had me laughing like that. I, I think that's really good. That's, that's stoner culture to me. That means the world. Thank you. But yeah, it's the, that wouldn't have happened in the first half of my career. I would have like, even if we, you know, had recorded this wonderful podcast where the story was kind of born. And, and, you know, it made me laugh as hard as it did with the episode of the pie. It was, I think it was Smodcast 259, The Walrus and the Carpenter, where that's where Tusk was born. Like, I wouldn't have seen it through. You know, it just would have been like, oh, wouldn't that be funny? And then you move on with real life. So weed took me to this other place where I'm like, uh, you know, I'd stopped making films for three years and all of a sudden Tusk brought me back. And that was yeah. like, you know, that, the possibility, the power of possibility of like, wow, what if I, we did make this stupid fucking walrus movie? And it was like open source. So the whole internet could see from the ground up. Like they heard the initial idea. Very rarely does the initial idea ever have a microphone on it. So they could see us take a stupid idea and turn it into a fucking real life movie. And then they would know that like anybody could do it. If you could make a fucking walrus movie work, like you got to be able to follow your dreams. The best of the cool nerd weed show. Wait, this is a repeat? I don't remember hearing this one before. Adobe Radio. And we're back. It's the Cool Nerd Weed Show with TS and Sasha on Adobe Radio. That was our interview with Kevin Smith. Next up, we have the godfather of cannabis. You may recognize him from such films as Up in Smoke, Zootopia, Cheech and Chong, The Next Movie, Nice Dreams, and that 70s show. Adobe listeners, it's Tommy Chong. I think we have Tommy Chong here. As long as you can see me. <laughs> we can, yeah. And we're very happy to see you. How are you doing? Okay. I'm doing great. I couldn't get any better. You sound good, man. I just love what's going down. Did you, oh, you watched the whole the whole circus last oh, night? The, yeah. Well, I love the lockdown, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you, you finally get to relax. I know. I'm on vacation. <laughs> like you're, five months big, uh, five months vacation, you're, and, you're, and I got a private chef. <laughs> I love Amazing! It. You're thriving in lockdown. I, I know. I know. It's crazy, and and I'm I'm making money because I do cameos. And, oh, you do the cameos. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah, I do cameos. And, and so I'm, you know, I got a beautiful home in the Palisades. And, I, and I'm just hobnobbing with my millionaire, billionaire friends. <laughs> <laughs> now, a lot of them are Trumpies, but that's okay, because we just make a, a, a deal not to talk politics when we're together. Yeah, fair and, enough. Uh, 
<laughs> and it's great. I'm telling you, I've never had a better time in my life. That actually really, that makes me really happy that you're that like, cause you worked so hard your entire life. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and not only that, but I'm, I'm married to this gorgeous lady. Mm. But when we were, you know, back to normal, I hardly ever seen her. <laughs> <laughs> what did she I do mean, for a living? Well, no, she's like taking dance classes, taking ah. art classes, taking, um, you know, she did three dance classes a week, mm. uh, different, you know, tango, ballroom, and uh, and ballet, and uh, <laughs> and and she never, only used to cook on Christmas, but now, <laughs> now she cooks every day, and we're 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 sequestered together. <laughs> I mean, I, I got my own part of the house, and she's got hers. And, and I'm not allowed to do anything, you know, uh, that would change the landscape. She's an artist. <laughs> and, so, and so I'm not allowed to really work. That's, <laughs> that's a good deal. <laughs> oh, it's such a good deal, you know. I mean, and I got a little a little poodle that I hang with. Oh. Uh, it's my, my son's poodle, but... Uh, uh, my son, uh, Paris, uh, and, uh, Rama, his wife, they just gave birth to a, a baby. It's like a week old, week and a half old. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Grandpa so, Tom. So we're, so we're just, uh, oh, it's, it's really, you know, and we're California, so we're, we're it's, it's crazy. I, I, you know, I feel guilty. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's easy to feel guilty when you're, you're really living it up. But I, I still have to say you worked. You you literally did time, so you deserve you deserve this time this this little yeah. vacation yeah. that you have. Um, yeah, you've been going for for a long time, and and now now is your time to enjoy it. Do you find yourself um, smoking more weed, or you think you're about the same? I ask everybody this question because I feel like I'm about the same, which is a lot of weed. What, what, what's that again? What's the uh, do you find yourself consuming more cannabis than before, or? Oh no. It's, it's the same. <laughs> well, I, no, no. Actually, actually, you're right. You're right. Probably a little more, because when I when I do cameos, I get requests. You know, hey, give a shout out, but smoke a doob while you're doing it. And, oh, I- <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so I smoke a doob, and and um, I'm I'm getting back in the bong business because the the workers or the artists that were making the bongs, you know, they're on restraint now. You know, we can do it. Sure. And so, so uh, I'm I'm wrapping these chong bongs that are incredible. And okay. of course, when you when you get a new bong, you got to try it out. You know, it's so actually, absolutely got a Christmas. Yeah. So actually, I'm smoking just a little bit more <laughs> than I usually do. We just interviewed Kevin Smith uh, oh, yeah. uh, about a month ago, and he he told us how he had you in. Uh, James had the Bob strike back uh, and yeah. then he had you got in reboot and he said he was so much prouder of Jay and Silent Bob reboot to have you there because he felt like that was his true tribute to teach his true his true like stoner movie how is it working with people that literally idolize you <laughs> you know that people who see you and are inspired it's 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 good. It's a lot of fun. It's really nice. You know, people are especially well the movie business. You know, there's there's a uh, 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 you know uh, what do you call it? Like a, a routine that you do. You right. know, and uh, you stick to the routine. You know, and, and and the stars always get the the best uh, treatment. You know, and 
No, I've, I've, uh, I, I really enjoy it. The, the problem I have now as I get older, you know, I, I'm not really good at memorizing lines. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, and so they, I get a little ear uh, thing, you know, or uh, like in Kevin's case, you know, they just fed me the lines and got different reactions. And then they go in the editing room and then they put it all together. So, sure. so uh, you know, it's, it's just really, like I said, it's, it's, uh, right now, uh, you know, I'm at that stage where I, I could leave any minute, mm. but I don't want to. Because too much fun. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> you're, you're looking good, Tommy, I have to say. Well, you know, I've, I've, I've uh, been a bodybuilder all my life. You, know, you are so, in. You've been in shape your whole life. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yourself. yeah. Well, I'm married. Like I'm married to this this weird lady that you know, she's <laughs> she's when she got pregnant, she never bought uh, maternity clothes. Wow. She would just let the back of the dress out. On <laughs> <laughs> wow. And when, when, after she had the baby, she didn't have to do anything. Her weight just went back down. Uh. I mean, she's she's really. Weird. <laughs> she's got she's got a perfect body. I mean, uh, among that's why you know when people when I start getting a little bit spiritual or religious, you know, sure. and, and people say like they say, how, how do you know there is a God? Mm. And so I, I would say, have you seen my wife lately? Oh, what an <laughs> what! That, not only is that spiritual, that's so romantic. <laughs> well, yeah, but the truth is, there is a God, and He really likes me. <laughs> you're, you're talking about uh, Shelby, right? Yes. Okay, she's well, she is. Um, I, I saw you guys play at the Roxy on your last tour, and uh, she was doing like an opening, and she's fuck, she's hilarious. Oh, my I'm God. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I, see, I couldn't leave her at home when I started doing comedy on my own, you know, <laughs> and, and without Cheech. And, I, I, you know, I need a partner. Yeah. And, uh, and then she's so too beautiful to leave at home. You know? <laughs> For sure. <laughs> and so, so I, one time I had a gig in Guam, and I, I said, come on, you know, it's Guam. We'll it'll have a little vacation. And she goes, no, I, you know, this before she was working with me. She goes, no, I don't want to just sit in the dressing room, you know. And I said, well, how about if I put you in the show? <laughs> and she, and she's an actress, so she couldn't turn down the role. And so she says, oh, okay. So she's on stage. <laughs> and, and at first, all she did was introduce me, you know. And here he is, Tommy Chong. <clears throat> and then she started doing a little bit of time. Each time out, she'd do a, a little bit of, uh, you know, stand-up. And then pretty soon, she got... To, she had like 20 30 good minutes you know and then and then we went to uh uh australia and and, and they just treated her like a, like a real comic you know they said okay uh shelby will go on first and then we'll have an intermission oh wow no before i she would always go on but she always had me you know bring me out and then you know we would do a bit together but now she had to do her whole act, and she was so happy. <laughs> Everybody else would, you know, would would crumble, but she was so happy. She oh, got to okay. be on it, and then, and now, yeah, now she's, you know, we're a little rusty now. We've been laid off for too long, <laughs> and I never really was a, you know, one of those guys that just did stand up. You know, right? Uh, I, I was a guy. Yeah, I'm I'm a guy. I was just 
to talking to uh, these other interviewers, and <clears throat> I'm, I just realized, see, when you do interviews, you, you learn a lot about yourself. Sure. It's sort of like therapy, you know. Yeah. And so I realized that I can do a lot of things, but I'm not one of them. You know, like, <laughs> I can okay. play guitar. I can play guitar, but I'm not a guitarist. I can direct a movie, but I'm not a movie director. I can I can act, but I'm not really an actor. Uh, I can do comedy, but I'm not really a comedian. It's it's funny, and I write songs when I had to. You know, I wrote sure. I wrote a song was for for you know most people. You know, they write hundreds of songs, <laughs> sometimes thousands. I wrote one. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you've been to prison, and you're not a prisoner, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, exactly. I love that. That's a really beautiful way to look at um, jack of all trades. Um, yeah, it really is. Yeah, you can do all these things, but you're not tied to that one one thing, you know. And then, and then, you know, when I, like around the house, you know, there are certain things I can do, but I'm, you know terrible at mm -hmm. uh at fixing things <laughs> you, you know <laughs> the faucet's broken or, or right the, the few like i had a hard time finding the circuit breaker you know <laughs> finding exactly where the circuit breaker was let alone <laughs> find out which is and then i realized and i tell people this all the time is don't be too talented around the way, <laughs> especially <laughs> well you know it's interesting yeah. you you are you work you work very well you you, you have a partner you have it, like you did like you said you didn't want to do uh, stand-up comedy which is an alone thing you feed off of the energy of other people so that makes Absolutely. you more talented well when i started my my music career i was a backup guitar player for a right. fiddle player you know I, it was just the fact that he he needed a guitar player I could, he could teach me. Mm. And so he taught me how to be a backup guitar player. Well, that was the best lessons I, you know, I had because uh, what you do, then you can play with really, really good people right. and, and, and not be that, that proficient, you know, other than, <laughs> uh, you know, you know how to keep a rhythm. And he taught me how to keep rhythm. And, he kept, and then he taught me the most important thing was that, always give the audience what they want you know like if they want you to play a song uh, 10 times play it mm -hmm. because that's that's your job is to entertain you know it's not to entertain yourself it's to entertain the other the people that are paying you and so i've always had that attitude so yeah it, it worked well with me because a lot of times especially musicians you know they get falling in love with their own stuff Sure. And 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 they don't want to, you know, compromise or change or anything, or even recognize other people. And right. that was the other the other lesson I learned is always play with musicians that are better than you. <laughs> and we're back. It's the Cool Nerd Weed Show with TS and Sasha. Thank you very much for all of your support for the last five years. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Adobe Radio. And remember. Don't panic. It's organic. Yeah.